Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 80, The Four Stages of a Successful Transition. Welcome, all of my dear friends, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, equipping and encouraging. I believe nations can be changed if we all get involved in doing what God's created us to do. Well, it's going to be an awesome program today talking about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is understanding transition. I've discovered four distinct stages in my own life, and I want to share those with you right now. So let's get started, everybody. Well, thanks for being with us today. It's awesome to have you back with us on the Strategic Living Podcast. So many amazing things taking place all around us. And uh, in my own life, our own work here at brianholmes.com, we are just seeing beautiful new experiences emerge every day. It's just a beautiful thing to walk out that which God has created you to do. Well, I really am excited about today's topic. In fact, over the last number of years, my wife and I have personally been walking out a real interesting experience in our own life, and that is a transition, a transition that is unique, a transition that is really monumental. And as I've walked this through over the last number of years, I have become aware that there are several distinct stages that are involved in this process we call transition. In fact, I've been really thinking a lot in recent months about my entire life, I've gone back and identified a number of places where I've experienced transition. And these four places I'm going to share with you today are so paramount to understanding the process and, and experiencing it successfully. Whether you are transitioning in your career, maybe a particular job, maybe an industry, maybe there are transitions taking place in the context of your relationships. Maybe you're transitioning in your relationship with God or or with a particular church or expression of the body of Christ in the earth. Maybe there's another area in your life where you are right now in the big middle of moving from point A to point B, this level-to-level experience. How do we know when we're in a transition, what does that look like? What does it feel like? How do we know when we are being pushed a little or prodded a little by the creator to, to become somewhat uh, uncomfortable so that we can be dislodged from one rut and transition to a new place of fresh living and greater expression of our purpose and more excellent way? How can we know when that's happening? How do we identify when one season in our life is coming to an end and another one's about to emerge? How do we, what are the markers? What are the indicators? What does that process look like and how can we successfully navigate change? 
I talk often about the place called between because transition, by definition, is that place that's in between what we've been comfortable with and what we've known and that the new emerging, the new birth of a new season, a new level of existence, a new plateau of success and prosperity and blessing and effectiveness. But transition is that place called between. So in this episode, I want to share with you the four stages that I've identified in my own life that every time I have gone through a meaningful transition, these four things have been paramount to the success of that movement. So I want to talk to you today about the four stages for a successful transition. Over the course of my life, and this reflection over the last couple of years, I've, I've been able to identify at least four or five major moments in my life where I was, in my words, invited by God to go on a journey. And to go on a journey would mean that I had to leave the familiar place, to leave the, I guess, the... <laughs> The comforts of home, the comforts of what I was familiar with and what I knew, and engage and navigate through unfamiliar territory and find a place of new beginnings. In each of these instances, I can clearly see that there were four specific stages through which I had to navigate before I would arrive at that new level, before I would begin to experience the blessing and the prosperity and the flow of whatever was awaiting me on that new level. And what is very important to note here is that each of these four stages had to be fully walked out in order for the process to bear the fruit of what I believe all along God intended. You see, if you skip a step or if you rush through one of the stages I believe it's possible that we won't experience or realize the the magnanimous fruit that's awaiting for us had we walked out the whole process and really experienced it on a heart level. I, I couldn't skip any of these steps. I, I had to go through the entire process if I was to realize the full scope of what the new place, the new level, the new season would bring me. So I want to share with you right now these four stages and just talk about each of them a little bit. In fact, I'll tell you right up front, this this particular idea has been uh, really moving around in my heart for a long time now. In fact, I'm looking to develop a a course, a, a course of studies to help people walk through this process, maybe an audio program or a video course. I'm not sure which yet. But in any event, this is serious to me, and it's something that I am still today walking out in my most recent transition. The four stages. Let's begin with stage number one of transition. What is it? What does it look like? The first stage is a place I call discontent. Discontent. And discontent does not mean ungrateful or angry or it doesn't necessarily even mean frustrated. 
But to me, this place of discontent is a place where where I am is no longer doing it for me. What I'm presently doing is no longer satisfying. Or maybe, you know, the expression that I'm involved in now of what my life might look like is no longer giving me the sense that I'm functioning at my full potential. There's something more. There's something greater. There's something more significant. There's something more alive that God, my heavenly father, wants to bring me into so that I can realize more of what he has for me. And so it's almost like, you know, I'm doing what I do. I'm, I'm where I am. I'm with the people that I'm with. But something inside is saying to me, gosh, there's just got to be something more. There's got to be something that's that's out there. I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know where it is. I'm not even sure how to go about finding it. But right now, what I'm feeling is discontent. I am no longer content to remain where I am, doing what I'm doing, repeating the same things over and over again. I'm not content any longer to be stuck necessarily with the same relationships that may or may not be adding value to my life. I'm just, I'm I'm thankful, but I am discontent. Do you get it? I personally believe that it's God himself that seeds in us this heart of discontent because you cannot be fully content with your present state and at the same time be willing to or have the power or the impetus to go after something new. If you're content where you are, you have no motivation to search out or to pursue or to go after anything that's more. So I believe that this process must begin with a a proper and a healthy discontent. I'm thankful for where I am. I'm grateful for all the blessings in my life. I have nothing to complain about, but something in me says there is more. That's stage number one. Stage number two is a little more serious. Stage number two is disconnect. You see, we read in Scripture, in Philippians, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have arrived yet. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. In other words, he's saying, I, I've got so many great things on my resume, so many great experiences. I could share stories all day long. Man, I've got a list of things that I've accomplished in my life. But he says, I, I, I just know instinctively that I have not come to a place of fullness yet. And then he says this, he says, there's one thing that I recognize that I must do. I have to forget or disconnect from everything behind me, which is my successes, my failures, uh, my wins, my education, whatever. I've got to be willing to let go of and disconnect from anything in my past so that I can look forward, I can press forward, I can move into the new thing, the new expression, the new life that is still before me. Paul had this amazing insight that one cannot embrace or even pursue for that matter anything that is new and fresh and bigger and more full of life if we are still connected to and holding to 
our past, or even our present. You see, disconnect is a very uncomfortable stage because it's during the disconnect stage that we evaluate our relationships. It's during the disconnect phase that we evaluate even the things that we're doing, our job, our career path, the, the titles that we hold, the positions that we fill, the, the daily activities. It's during this disconnect phase that we are forced, if we are going to do the process, we are forced to reckon with, am I willing to continue to be attached to things that are no longer serving my purpose and my forward progress? It's during the disconnect phase that God, with his grace and by his grace, allows us to begin to detach gradually from those things that would hold us in a previous season. You know, in my own experience, this was a very difficult process because I had to evaluate my belief systems. I had to evaluate, in my case, my theology about some things. I spent months and months really praying and considering what do I believe to be true about my own life, about my purpose, about my destiny? What do I believe to be true about what my ministry, what the administration of the purpose of God in my life looks like. I had to grapple with so many things. And when you begin that particular process, you you come up against old, longstanding, deeply embedded, deeply rooted beliefs that you've held from the time you were young. But if you're going to move forward, it requires a disconnect. Another challenge with disconnect is once you disconnect from the old, Now you're disconnected, meaning you've not yet fully plugged into or embraced or understood where you're going or what to even plug into, but you know that you had to empty the socket so you could fill the socket. And so there's this place in between, even in this particular stage, where you feel a little bit alone, a little bit isolated, a little bit not sure about what the future holds. In fact, Discontent and disconnect really leads you through the process of dismantling everything that is old so that you can begin to discover and build what is new, which leads me to the third stage, which is discovery. So let's review discontent, number one, disconnect, number two, number three is discovery, discovery. This is a beautiful stage of the process of transition because This is where you have a a clean sheet of paper, what Michael E. Gerber Gerber calls a clean sheet of paper in a beginner's mind. There's There's no scribbling on there. There's no old stuff. There's no eraser marks. It's just a white, beautiful sheet of paper and a clean slate, and now you can begin to say, okay, God, what are you doing in my life? What what are you forming in me? What are you drawing out of me that's already in me? What, What gifts, what talents, what abilities, what dreams, what vision have maybe I been missing out on because I've been blinded to them. They've been in my blind spot because I've been so busy doing other things. But what is it that this new season holds? And we begin to pursue discovering what is new and what is fresh and what is life. Discovery involves things like looking at your belief systems. It involves things like rediscovering your personality, your values, really looking at what do I value? What's important? What's really important? How am I spending my time? And and am I spending time on the things that really matter the most in my life? 
Am I moving the needle? Am I really advancing the cause of God in my life? When he said, before you were conceived, I knew you. Before you were born, I I set you apart. Am I moving in that direction or am I just stuck? And you begin to discover what the new thing looks like. And can I tell you from my own experience, that seems to just be a daily thing. In other words, it's not like you wake up one day and have this massive epiphany and all of a sudden you know every answer to every question. I have found that this discovery phase is all about trust. It's all about daily listening to the voice of God. It's all about his leadership and his his guidance and, and his unfolding and his timing and his way. It's not the kind of thing you can grab a hold of like a beautiful rose and just start stripping it apart and making it look like you want it to look. No, it has to unfold. And so it's a patient walk. It's a consistent daily unfolding discovery. It's a beautiful, beautiful stage. The fourth stage of this process is what I call deployment. Now that I've gone through discontent and I've disconnected from my past and anything that's holding me back and I've discovered this new dream, this new idea, this new model, this new template, this new application, this new job, this new career path, this new outlet for what it is I feel like I'm called to do. I've discovered it. Now I have to actually engage in it. I have to go do it. I have to go after it with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my spirit. I have to give myself to it completely. It's deployment. Deployment. And This can be a scary stage as well because usually if something new is emerging, it means I've never been down this road before. I've never done this before. I've never done it quite this way before, and uh, I can't find any models out there that look like what I think I'm going after, so I've got to just sort of forge this thing on my own and and take it a day at a time. And, And so to take a step is to take a step of faith. To move in the direction of doing something with that dream, with that vision, is to take a total step of faith without really knowing if the full picture will emerge or if it won't. But that's where the trust comes in. These four stages have absolutely played themselves out in my life over and over again. Discontent, disconnect, discovery, and deployment. So I want to ask you, Are you in a transition right now? Is there any area in your life, your finances, your career, your relationships, ministry, pastoring, church, anything in your life? Do you find yourself in this season somewhere between where you have been and where God is desiring to take you? Well, if you are in a transition, We talked about discontent, disconnect, discovery, and deployment. What stage do you think maybe you're in? And as we've talked about these today, did did you hear something that made you understand, oh, okay, I get that. I see that this is is not me just being miserable or frustrated or even depressed. This This is a part of the process of me walking this out so I can discover and engage the new thing that God has prepared for me in my future. I can promise you this. God has invited you on a journey, on a journey. And the journey is not like snap, crackle, pop, you're there overnight. This is not beam me up, Scotty. This is a walk. It's a journey. It's a, it's a step-by-step, day-by-day relationship process. 
and the process has multiple stages. Are you feeling discontent right now? Are you feeling as though, gosh, man, I'm just I'm just not happy where I am. I don't feel like I'm being effective. I don't feel as though I'm really accomplishing what I was put here in the earth to do. I just I don't know. I'm thankful. I'm happy. I'm I'm con- I'm content in the sense that that I'm not being ungrateful, but I I just sense there's something more. I sense there is something more, and I really long to go after that. Well, my encouragement to you then is embrace it. Embrace the discontent. Give yourself permission to be discontent in that kind of way. And what you'll find is as soon as you embrace that part of the process, you'll begin to see opportunities to disconnect from things that are holding you back and keeping you from coming into a new season. Well, if you're in disconnect already, and you're thinking, man, this is this is uncomfortable. I don't like this. I don't like having to deal with relationships. I don't like having to deal with change. I don't like having to deal with, with shifting my thinking or dealing with old limiting beliefs. Well, if you're going to walk through the process, if you're going to really complete the journey that you've been invited on, then you must embrace disconnect as well. Maybe you've already gone through discontent and disconnect, and maybe you're in the big fat middle of discovery and you're just every day there's like a a layer or a veil being pulled back and you're seeing a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more of what can be more opportunities more outlets more choices more options you're seeing other ways of doing things that you've never experienced before and you're enjoying this this unveiling of what can be I want to encourage you, don't stop. Find clarity. Press in. Ask the Holy Spirit to to teach you, to show you, to give you understanding about what it is you are seeing. Discovery is a beautiful thing. And there may be some of you who have already gone through discontent, disconnect, and, and you know flat out, this is where I'm headed. This is what God has for me. This is what I'm about to do, and I'm I'm ready to engage this thing on a big scale. Well, I'm going to say to you, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's go after everything that God has for you, and let's get engaged now. That means do something. Take the first step. You have your plan. You have a strategy. Execute. Get it done. Deploy. Go there. Touch those people. Speak those words. Write that book. Start that business. Launch that ministry. Whatever it is that you need to do to engage and deploy, I want to challenge you right now. Get off the sideline. Don't get stuck. In the process, complete it now and be deployed. Your next level right now is waiting for you. Well, you can find all the links and information from this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash zero eight zero. We'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. We do most of our engagement on Facebook, so I invite you to join me there. And uh, you can find out about our Facebook page at brianholmes.com as well. I have one or two openings remaining for personal coaching clients. If you would like for me to be involved in your life as a strategist, as a coach, someone who counsels you and helps you to, to find that next level, Contact me via the website. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash coaching for more information. We would absolutely love to serve you in that way. 
Well, I want to invite you to subscribe to our weekly email updates at brianholmes.com. You can do that right there on the homepage. And also, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it in iTunes. And while you're there, rate the podcast and give us a review. That really helps us to get the word out to more people about what's happening here at brianholmes.com. I trust something we've shared today has challenged you, has been a blessing to you, has encouraged you on some level, and I trust that you will absolutely embrace the process, discontent, disconnect, discovery, and deploy. Last thing I want to ask of you is to share this with your friends and family, those that you care about. Let them know what's happening here, and we will look forward to seeing you again very, very, very soon. Oh, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. A cotton pick in second. Are you kidding me? I almost forgot. I have a bonus for you today. That's right. Bonus material coming up right now. You think, man, that was a crazy ending. Yes, it was. Well, last week on the program, I shared with you uh, not only a conversation that I had with Joy Grobelby, but also we talked about becoming an effective communicator, the message you have. Here's a way you can deploy right now and get engaged. Take initiative. Go after the thing that God's put in your heart to do. If you have a message, if you have something you want to write about, if you are a speaker, a CEO, an entrepreneur, a trainer, a coach, uh, if you simply want to take your ability to to communicate to the next level, you need to know about the SCORE conference. Uh, as we mentioned last week, the SCORE conference is coming up May 4 through 7 in Orlando, Florida. It's just a few weeks away, and so there's only a few seats left right now, and if you want to identify your message, develop your confidence as a communicator, and engage your calling by getting your message out, this is a conference that you must attend. I've partnered with these wonderful folks from the SCORE conference and we are able to offer you a $100 discount through brianholmes.com. When you go to SCORE Conference, that's S-C-O-R-R-E, conference.tv, and register, be sure to put in the discount code HOLMES, my last name, H-O-L-M-E-S, and you will receive the discount there. I'm going to sign off for right now, but I'm going to take you back to the conversation that I had with Joy Grobelby so that you can hear more about the SCORE Conference. Until next time, God bless. We love you much. Joy, it's great to have you with me on the program today, and I am just so pleased to talk about the SCORE Conference, the SCORE Method. Thanks for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about the history of SCORE. What is SCORE? How did it come about? So there are quite a few speaking conferences out there these days, but I'm not sure anyone has been around as long as the SCORE Conference. This is actually our 30th anniversary. Wow. And the SCORE Conference was started uh, by Ken Davis. He is um, a communications trainer. He's also a comedian. He's written about a dozen books and has spoken all over the world in a 40 plus year career. And 30 years ago, Ken saw a need for some help. When SCORE started, though, it was actually a conference for pastors. Um, And pastors, preachers, have to do a new talk every single week. And Ken saw, you know, a lot of times you go to church and you hear somebody speak and it sounds good, but when you walk away, you're not really sure what they said. 
And um, so this is what SCORE was created, not only to help with a better delivery system um, to help people communicate more clearly so their audience goes away knowing exactly what they wanted them to know, but also to help with the preparation side for pastors who have to preach every Sunday. Brian, you've been there in the past. Um, You bet. It's a lot of work. So to have a system of preparation that makes it simpler, that is a big part of what SCORE does. So it started out, being for pastors. Um, Over the 30 years that has changed, I would say now probably 30 to 40% of the people that come to SCORE are in ministry. The rest of them are in the corporate or secular world in some way. But they're all people looking to become better communicators, not just in delivery, but in preparation as well. Fantastic. So what is the SCORE method? I know that... uh on the website, it talks about prepare with focus, deliver with confidence, and speak with power. What what makes SCORE different? So SCORE is an acronym. It's actually spelled S-C-O-R-R-E. So if you look for it online, make sure you put two R's in there. Um, SCOREconference.tv, you can find out all of this information. But it's an acronym that really stands, um, I'll give you the quick overview. S stands for subject. So the first step in preparing to speak is that you have to focus in on a single subject. Then you focus on a central theme, C for central theme, which is you narrow even more into a single aspect of your subject as the central theme. Um, O stands for objective, and the objective is that one sentence that embodies the heart of your talk. So it's that one sentence that if somebody just heard that sentence, they would know exactly what you're trying to get across. Um, From then on, the R stands for rationale. The rationale are kind of the logical framework upon which your talk um, stands. So the rationale, you may have three steps, and each step is a rationale. The second R is for resources, and that's illustrations or stories, things that bring all kinds of light and color to what you're saying. And then the E stands for evaluate. And evaluation when you're a speaker or communicator of any kind is so important. And that's not just after a speech. That happens before, during, and after. You're constantly evaluating and making things better. So really, when you learn the SCORE method, um, it's a method that will take you from How you prepare a speech now, which I'll give you how I used to prepare a speech. I would know that maybe I had to speak to women and let's just say I was going to talk to them about motherhood. And I usually, the first thing I would think of is two or three funny stories I could tell. I think of illustrations first, and then I would go look up some Bible verses or whatever else I was going to add to it. And I would just kind of craft this thing starting from these stories. Well, what SCORE teaches you is that first you've got to pick your subject, focus in, focus in, focus in. And when you can focus everything down to that one objective sentence, it means that the whole talk is focused. The point as a speaker or communicator is that when someone walks away from your talk, they know exactly the essence, the heart of what you wanted them to remember. Maybe it's three steps. Maybe it's two objectives. Um, all, there's a lot of different ways that you can frame it. But with SCORE, people will walk away and they will have crystal clarity on what you were trying to get across. That's amazing. And, you know, you mentioned that I have a background working in the ministry sector a lot. I've been, in, in fact, in, in ministry, uh, church-type ministry for over 25 years and I can attest to the fact that there's a lot of communicating going on, but there's not a lot of communicating going on. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things being said and a lot of words being spoken. But I find that uh, really people get up from their seat having fulfilled their 
you know, religious obligation, I suppose, on that particular Sunday or Wednesday. Sure. And they leave. And a few hours later, at best, if you ask them, what was the real main message? What did you get out of what was said today? I don't know. It was very inspirational. It was really good. And, and you know, this might be a little controversial, what I'm about to say, but I don't even know if all the pastors a few hours later could boil down their sermon to the one or two things that they were really trying to get across. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's mostly, you know, and inspirational is not bad, but goodness, if you're going to take the time to prepare this, let's prepare something that people can remember and go home and implement something to make a change in their life based on what they've heard, be it at church or in a corporation or even um, as a mom with your own kids. I mean, I don't speak on the stage very often, but I use SCORE. Uh, when I have conversations at home, I use score when I write emails, I use score when I run meetings. Um, It's something that's, it will work for any type of communication in your life. That's so important to, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, of course, you know that both my wife and I attended score in the last couple of years. And I've been speaking for, gosh, since I was 16 years old, I'm now 48. And I've just been in front of people my whole life. And I will tell you just without any reservation that learning the SCORE method not only shifted the way I communicate when I'm teaching or training other people, it mm-hmm. also shifted the way I communicate in my home with my children. It, it really changed the way that I communicate when I am, like you said, uh, communicating through email or letters because you want to bring people to a point or two or a central theme or a focus to where when that communication is completely transferred by way of reading or hearing, the person on the other end of it walks away knowing very clearly what it is you've said to them and what action they need to go take. And I tell you, it's just it's been a quantum shift in our world, uh, so I can attest to the fact that uh, it's made a great difference for us as well as others that I know that have attended the conference. Uh, you and I yeah. have a, a very uh, strong mutual friendship uh, with a couple of guys, Ray Edwards, uh, Cliff Ravenscraft, and so many others I can mention. And those guys also having been communicators their whole life or many for many years uh, upon attending SCORE conference would say the same thing, that it fundamentally shifted the way they look at communicating their message. And what's so great about this conference, Brian, is that it's, I don't know, it's kind of a, okay, magical is kind of a girly word, but it's kind of a magical experience. You can be girly, it's okay. I can be girly. There's girls listening, right? Women listening. Absolutely. Um, it's kind of a magical experience. Score Conference is different. You do learn in a large group setting and you learn from some of the best communicators this world has to offer. But then every afternoon, you take what you've learned that morning and you go apply it. So all three nights of the conference, you are in a small group with eight other people and your own personal coach. And you create a five-minute speech and you go deliver it to your small group and you get critiqued. And now that might sound a little bit scary, but let me tell you, most conferences, you don't get to put into practice what you're learning that very night. And at SCORE, you get to do that. And the transformation, Brian, I think you can attest to this in the groups of how people are communicating the first night versus the last night. It's pretty intense. I mean, it's a pretty big transformation for a lot of people. It is. And in fact, let me just speak to that. Uh, in our group, I was in a group of eight. And of course, I came with many, many years of experience speaking. So I was very comfortable in front of my my eight. But there were people in our group that had never spoken in front of a, a group of eight people or two people for that matter uh, around a subject presenting something. 
And, you know, to see some of the fear, the trepidation, the, you know, I think one of the greatest fears that people face in the world is public speaking. Uh, But I watched as people rallied around this method and got a framework that absolutely works and how just having a structure such as the SCORE method gave them the confidence to, to not only stand there and speak, but over the three days, they were like, They've been doing it for years. It was fine. Yeah. It was easy. It was it was a flow, and it was something they could follow along with in their own heart, their own mind, and deliver a message with passion, with confidence. And you're right. It was total transformation over the course of three days. And, you know, it's if, if you are a speaker or a writer, if you're already a communicator, then you should come to SCORE. Um, if you're an executive and you just want to learn to communicate more powerfully with your team or through your wit- your written and spoken word, score will work for you. Um, if you have a message inside of you that you want to share with the world that you think has the potential to change lives, you need score so that when you put that message out there, it will have the impact that you know it deserves. Um, if you're in ministry, if you preach, if you're just a mom at home and you want to learn how to communicate better with those around you, um, I'm the PTO president at my kid's school and I use this all the time when I do school events now. So score works in all facets of your life and I really can't think of any anybody that it won't work for. I want to just jump back in that part of the conversation there for just a moment and speak to writers. You mentioned that a moment ago. Writers come in many forms. Uh, Writers are not just authors of books, and yet they are. Uh, Writers are people who do journalism. They do writing for newspapers, magazines, and an incredibly vast new arena that's been emerging now for the last five to ten years is this blog sphere. And so many people have a message, they have a passion, they have something they want to share with the world, whether it's their their own personal story, their life journey, uh, it's maybe a message that's emerged out of their own pain and their own uh, healing in their own life, whatever the, maybe it's personal wellness, you know, physical wellness, health and wellness, whatever, whatever the, the subject matter is. If there's something in your heart that you really, really want to communicate, my strong encouragement to you is if you've not done it before, it's one thing to just sit down and write and just, you know, let it flow and do the thing. But if you're new to that, I really want to encourage you to go to the SCORE conference and from the early stages of your writing career, have a method, have a framework that will set you apart from everyone else. Have a framework. It makes it so much simpler it because does. You, you don't have to sit down every day and go, oh, I got to put this speech together. You have a process and you just follow the steps. Um, you yes. mentioned a few people. If you want to see what score looks like in writing, um, look at michellekashat.com. Yes. Michelle um, writes everything scored. Look at uh, rayedwards.com or michaelhyatt.com. Um, Michael has said that, you know, score is the absolute best communication conference out there. So if you want to take your speaking to the next level, this is the conference that he would send you to. Um, So look at those people's sites. You can see in their writing how they blog for their audience, and it's all based on the SCORE method. Fantastic. Well, let me tell you the story of my precious wife, and I'll just give you this as a testimony. My wife had never spoken in front of groups of people until we began pastoring a church back in 2003. And I wanted to ease her into it. So, you know, I would have her maybe share a small little segment in a service. I might even have her speak on a Wednesday evening in a Bible study. 
Uh, I'd have her meeting with groups of ladies and, and teaching a class or working through a book together. And so I began to help her to, to, to find her voice. And then over time, you know, as I was traveling, which I travel a great deal, is if I was away on a Sunday, instead of having a guest speaker come in, I would begin to have my wife speak. And she grew into a really good communicator. Uh, but early on in the process, I decided I need to get her some training. And so I had attended SCORE. And I said, babe, you've just got to go. This is going to give you the framework, the foundation for what you need to become the communicator that, that you can be. And she went to this. And of course, uh, it, it blew her away. It absolutely changed the way she looked at communicating. And it, just like it says here, prepare with focus and deliver with confidence. It gave her the confidence to speak her message, speak her heart. And I will tell you, in the a year and a half, two years since she attended SCORE, she has become one of the most prolific effective communicators that I know. And I know a lot of guys that do really strong speaking. And I'm really proud to say that she is coming into her own now and doing more of her own blogging, her own writing, her own uh, training and speaking. And I tell you, it's just been a blessing to watch her emerge as this great communicator. Well, I love Sabrina and I loved watching her experience at SCORE. I don't think she loved it the first night, but I know by the <laughs> end um, she had a great experience and it really has transformed the way that she talks. So, and that happens for so many people. It does. Um, it's not the easiest thing to go through because you have to work hard when you're there. Um, it's an investment in yourself, but it's one that's going to pay off very, very quickly. You will see such huge transformation immediately. Um, I, I know that you'll be glad you went. So to recap, SCORE is an acronym for choose your subject, focus on a central theme, determine your objective, develop your rationale, offer your resources, and then evaluating your speech. That's the the framework for a delivery method that is just a preparation and delivery method that's just second to none, and it's proven over 30 years. 30 years. That's a lot of five-minute speeches given. So Yes, it is. Thousands of people have gone through this. Our next conference is May 4th through the 7th in Orlando. We do have a handful of seats left, and um, we would sure love to have your listeners come. We've got one special thing this year, Brian. Um, because it's the 30th anniversary, Ken Davis, the founder and creator, is actually coaching a small group this year, which he hasn't done for a long oh, time. Oh, wow. So if you want to be, be part of that small group of eight, there are two or three seats left in that small small group. Um, I don't know if that will happen again. So maybe you and Sabrina should come back, but um, <laughs> you can get all that information on the website. It's scoreconference.tv. Fantastic. So score conference, that's S C O R R double R E conference.tv. Uh, be sure to go there and check that out. I, if you're a pastor, if you are a CEO, if you're an entrepreneur who needs to do presentations, if you're Maybe you're in network marketing or direct sales and you want to develop a, a way to really communicate about your product, about your passion, about the thing you believe in better and more effectively and reach the hearts of people. Maybe you have a message that is just burning in you to share your story, yours and your husband's story, yours and your wife's story. Uh, maybe a story about something you've gone through in your life that might be able to minister to and help and encourage someone else. Uh, if you are a business owner, I could go on listing the categories. Don't think that we're just talking to people who have to do massive public speaking in front of crowds. If you want to take your communication to the next level, there is no other conference that I would more strongly recommend than the SCORE conference with Ken Davis 
and dynamic communicators, I believe with all of my heart that it will be an investment that you will make that will pay dividends for you for many years to come. Joy, I'm so delighted. Thank you for being with me today, and uh, we look forward to working with you guys and doing more with you as, as time goes on. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity. You bet.